Welcome to Rushcast. Thank you very much for being here. Glad that you're with us. I'm Jay Mantis. And there is a very specific reason that I opened this episode with The Garden. Mostly because that the, the Garden was the only thing I correctly predicted for this tour. So I had listeners send in entries for what I was calling the Setlist Challenge, a game that I made up and that I didn't do very good at. Uh, or I wasn't very good at, I should say. The Setlist Challenge was a competition. You send me 30 songs, in case you don't know, 30 songs you think that they'll play on the, on the tour. Then you add six that you think just missed the cut, kind of your bonus tracks. Um... And the way we scored it was, you get two points if you you got one of those 30. If they played one of your 30, you get two points. You get one point if they played one of your extra six. You get one point if you correctly predicted the opener. And you get one point if you got the closer. And that's it. Now, my set list, my set list was not so hot. Let me tell you the ones I got correct. I predicted, and out of what, total of 36 songs, they played a total of 26, or 27. Um, I got nine songs correct. I got Tom Sawyer, Just an Early Warning, Jacob's Ladder, Spirit of Radio, Headlong Flight, Closer to the Heart, Red Barchetta, Animate. And that was really bad <laughs> compared to other entries. I even made a second one that I said wouldn't count. If you remember, if you've listened to the show, you know. I said this one won't count, but now that we know additional things that I didn't know when I made my list, I'm going to make another one, see how I do. That one did two points worse than the one I just read to you. (laughs) So, I said you get one extra point for the opener. And uh, not surprisingly, nobody on the planet, I think, predicted that they would open with The Anarchist. So we could toss that out the window. Only one entry I had had uh, per- correctly predicted The Closer. A lot of you had Working Man in your encore, but nobody had it dead last except Jonathan Lindell. So props to that guy. He's the only one in the game here that got that bonus point. The winner of the setlist challenge received, or I'm sorry, had 29 points. That was the winning total. And he had 16 songs correctly predicted. That's well over half the entire set he got correct. Pretty impressive. Here we go. And, you know, (laughs) my buddy uh, Brandon Hotailing, who was on the show earlier... Um, makes me feel a little bit better because not only did I did, was my list completely rancid, but he did even worse than I did. So he's making me feel better. Uh, I'd like to think the two of us know what we're talking about, but clearly not for this tour. 13 points, Brandon Hotailing. At 14 points, Michael Briefs. My second list had 15 points. My first list had 17 points. 19 points was John W. 
Ryan Stallman had 20. Doug M. Jonathan Lindell had 21. Alec Pulianis, friend of the show, has 22. Chad Wicko, friend of the show, has 23 points. John Greco, James Millsap, and David Wallace all have 24 points. 25 points is Jeff Garrett. 26 is Steven Seasend. 27 is Final Frontier 1980. And 29 is Dylan Bonneau, or Bano. and I'm not sure how to say his last name, but I'm going to message him and let him know he won. 29 points, 16 songs correctly predicted. When you look at his set, it's kind of, it's kind of, it makes you feel awful about yourself that he had so many correct, uh, especially when mine did so poorly. Dylan's set had, surprisingly, some that you would think would be on a set. I mean, I thought there were a lot of tunes that I thought would be there and didn't end up seeing the light of day. He had Subdivisions, One Little Victory, Clockwork Angels, Far Cry, Tom Sawyer, Cygnus 1, Cygnus 2, Xanadu, 2112, Working Man, The Spirit of Radio, YYZ, Headlong Flight, Red Barchetta, Closer to the Heart, and Jacob's Ladder. Man. He had the garden. I highlighted on all these in like this nasty red color, everyone who had the garden, just so I could I could rub it in those people's faces when they didn't play it. And like I said at the beginning, that was the Virtually the only thing I was right on. I said, there's every, you you know too, if you sent me a list and you had the garden, I usually responded and said, listen, your set list looks good, but I don't know about the garden. I don't think that's going to happen. And that was just about the only thing I got right. They did not play the garden. Um, I think Clockwork Angels was a little bit of a, I don't know, it wasn't a surprise, but uh, it was definitely hard to predict, I think, and Dylan had that one. Uh, I I was surprised that they played the Wreckers, especially second. Um, But yeah, I mean, you know from older episodes, I said they weren't going to play the Garden and that I had two locks. Remember what those two locks were? I do. And funny enough, Dylan had both my locks on his list. Maybe I influenced him. Ha! Uh, he, He had Limbo and Prime Mover. Those were the two that I guaranteed they were going to play. I had three guarantees, Limbo, Prime Mover, and No Garden. I only got the Garden one right. I'll say this, that if this was any other tour, I think my list would have done really well. Because I kind of set it up like their usual shows. Um, You know, I'd said before that their set lists are very predictable. In terms of format, you know which song. Here they're going to play, you know, they're going to open with a a popular song and then throw in some deep cuts and then go into some more radio hits and then maybe some new stuff. Whereas this show was just completely different from the new stuff right down to the old stuff. Something they've never done before. I'd like to know if any other band has done anything like this. Like, I'm trying to tell my non-Rush fans, you know, hey, how was the show? And I say, it was amazing like they did this thing and i can't even explain it i'm not going to explain it to you because you won't understand (laughs) you won't understand how cool it is well like you see they they first they come out and they have like like these 
like sausage machines and then they turn into like dryers and then those turn into amps what <laughs> they just wouldn't understand um plus are there any other bands that whose amplifiers evolved as much as this band you know look at alex's side from uh the marshalls the, all those stacks to uh the hughes and kettner stacks to, which are now which later have dinosaurs all over them which turn into these circles <laughs> what what is you know uh or i guess i skipped the time machine um era but he didn't bring those out on this tour so like every other rock band i think would just be have like different amps they wouldn't be that creative like our band is so it's hard to explain to somebody else what they were doing but look at my look at my set list. Look at the ones I didn't have. This is my first one. Kid Gloves, Face Up, Turn the Page, The Enemy Within, Cinderella Man, Heresy, New World Man, Free Will, Limbo, Brought Up to Believe, Twilight Zone, Prime Mover, Limelight, Spin Drift, Chemistry, The Trees, Show Don't Tell. Malignant narcissism, nobody's hero, cut to the chase, freeze, cold fire, you know, driven, emotion detector, secret touch, hope. These are songs I think you we can hear live. You know, they can play these songs live. A lot of them they have already. And I was shocked that they didn't. And, I, you know, I used up so many slots. I was generous and threw in radio cuts, even though I didn't want them to be in there. I had limelight. I had free will. And they still didn't play them. <laughs> I'm not sure what on the actual set list that they played, what I would have correctly predicted. Um, I, I don't know. One little victory, maybe. And by the way, Chad, the only person on the planet who correctly predicted that they would play How It Is. I got to go back to that episode where we talked about his list. I must have ripped him apart for that. There, I had to have, because... <laughs> He had the garden too. I know I ripped him for that, but I can't believe he thought they were gonna play how it is, and he and then he did. Did he have anything else from Vapor Trails? He had freeze like I did. He didn't hear freeze. Yeah, he had freeze and how it is. I can't believe he got one of those. Amazing. He had Test Reco, Alien Shore. You know some. Turn the page, hand over fist, a motion detector. Chad had some some deep cuts as well. I remember ripping him for his encore. He thought the encore would be cut to the chase and we hold on. <laughs> Think about how angry some of the intermediate fans would be if they ended with those two tracks, you know? It's it's just not... Uh, I mean, and those are the fans that are the happiest with this tour. Oh, You know, we've been... Whenever they say, oh, you know... In interviews, we, you know, making a set list is the hardest part about doing this, and we know we're not going to make everybody happy. Well, that's never been us. We've never been, if you're a hardcore fan like me, you're not the person that's upset with any of the set lists in the last 20 years, right? They've they've been set lists we enjoy for the most part. This time around, we might be the ones that he's kind of saying, listen, we're not going to make everyone happy. So I'll take every set list before this, that was enjoyable compared to this one which was kind of made for the intermediate or 
casual fan who li- really likes Distant Early Warning and Roll the Bones and uh, Tom Sawyer and Spirit of Radio and just wants to hear those. And you know, 2112 and you know Xanadu, as much as we all enjoyed Xanadu. Um, and I, so I'm, I'm completely cool with it. Would I have liked to have heard Face Up, Turn the Page, Cinderella Man, Heresy, Prime Mover, Chemistry, Show Don't Tell, which I thought for sure they would play? Yeah, I want to hear those. But uh, visually, it made up for that. I'm, I'm over it, you know? It, it was still so much fun. And as Chad pointed out, he and I had never seen Animate, Roll the Bones, uh, distant early warning we've never seen those live personally because we've only been seeing the band since the snakes tour so it all it all works out aside from how bad i am at my own game it's all good um the last thing i want to say about these set lists is back to dylan the winner he had in the mood as one of his extra six and it's amazing that they didn't play that when halfway through the show i realized what they were doing and it's like, you know they're going to play In the Mood. And I'll, I'll show you why. So one day I was I was bored and I went to powerwindows.net and looked at old set lists. Um, what I found was pretty interesting. I took note of every song that they've opened with from every tour and listed them. And every song they've closed with in every tour. Um, let me read it to you. So, here are the openers from the first album up till now. Finding My Way, Finding My Way. Bastille Day, Bastille Day, Bastille Day. Anthem. 2112, 2112, 2112, 2112, 2112, 2112. Spirit, 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 Spirit. The Big Money. Force 10, Force 10. Dreamline, Dreamline. Tom Sawyer, The Spirit of Radio, Limelight, The Spirit of Radio, Subdivisions. So what's interesting about that, obviously the Anarchist is the next one. These last two have been kind of weird, right? They've never opened with Subdivisions before. Uh, Even Limelight from a few years ago they had never opened with. And it looks like Tom Sawyer, even at Rio, was the first time that was used as an opener. So, Spirit of Radio happened quite a bit. 2112 happened quite a bit. Now, let's go to the closers. Same deal from the bottom. Working Man, What You're Doing, In the Mood, Best I Can, Slash What You're Doing, as a medley, Cinderella Man, In the Mood, La Via, La Via, La Via, La Via, La Via, La Via, YYZ, YYZ, In the Mood, In the Mood, In the Mood, In the Mood, Wipe Out, In the Mood, Spirit of Radio, YYZ, YYZ, Working Man, Limelight, YYZ, Working Man, and 2112. So this Clockwork Tour never opened with subdivisions before, never closed with 2112 before. Uh, obviously, you can see La Via was a big one for closers, and In the Mood was huge for a long time. We haven't heard it since, like, the 90s. Um, so I thought for sure, especially halfway through this most recent tour, I'm like, oh, there's no way I'm not going to hear in the mood when we get down there. Um, I'm shocked. And what you're doing was really cool from that album. That was one of the ones that got spoiled for me early. And I went back and listened to it. I'm like, oh yeah, this is totally a live song. It's a, it's a rocker. 
Um, I'm shocked they didn't play in the mood. And and Dylan had it on his list as well as a lot of other people. And they just didn't. They just didn't play it. I don't know. I thought that was interesting to hear what they had been opening with, what they've been closing with, and what a curveball with the anarchist man. So Dylan wins. He did better than I thought. I can't count apparently. And I'm really bad at this. So I have a couple things that I'd like to do for the next show. Uh, I had an idea. I, I just got my first smartphone. I decided I finally should probably just do that and get with the times. Um, I'm having fun with it. And I noticed you can send audio clips as messages. When I'm texting, there's an option to just hit the record button speak into it, and send an audio file. So I thought, well, geez, I'll have people who listen to the show send me audio files, and then I can put the audio file on the show. So I can pose questions to you guys, and you can respond, and I can put your voice on the air to hear or to, to respond to the prompts. Um, the fact that they skipped, you know, we're going down the line chronologically, and then we skip Test for Echo. And then we skip Presto, and we skip Hold Your Fire, and we skip Power Windows. You know, we could talk about why they did that. Power Windows, pretty obvious. They hid most of the album in the last five years. Uh, Hold Your Fires uh, is um, tough for people to swallow sometimes. And same with Presto. Uh, And Test for Echo is just a weird area for some reason. I want to hear what you think is the most neglected album. Okay? Neglected by fans, neglected by the band to some degree, neglected by ratings or um, critics, pop culture in general. What's a neglected, the most neglected album for you, that, that you, in your experience? And don't tell me Caress of Steel, because while that might be a neglected album, the fact that it's got so much play as the neglected album makes it not so neglected, right? We have the documentary where they're like talking all about how it was a weird album and what were we doing? And But now, you know, people, there's all kinds of people who, who back that album up now and say, I loved Caress of Steel. So you can't really tell me that's a neglected album anymore. It's kind of become cool to talk about how it was uncool. If that makes sense. I'm talking about albums you never hear about. When you talk to Rush fans, they never talk about this one album. Or it's very rare. Or they never talk about... We never hear a lot of the deeper tracks from that album live. The band really doesn't talk about it anymore. Or You know what I'm getting at, okay? And I have my own idea of what the most neglected album is for me. The one I never hear about. And I want to hear what you guys think. So send me like a 30 second clip of you telling me what you think. You know, don't send me 15 minutes, but I'm going to put your 15 minute clip on my half hour show. <laughs> it's just not going to work out. Send me a clip though. Tell me what you think and we'll air them all and uh, I can give responses and things like that. It'll be fun. Yeah, we're going to do a lot of stuff like that. I've got so much stuff to to throw at you guys now that we're recording again. <clears throat> I've got a, some guests Normally, I don't tell you the people I'm trying to get on. I don't want to come on the air and be like, this person won't come on my show or whatever. Um, however, I had I have a few that I want to tell you about. I had 
Ben Mink, I sent an email. He's the violinist from Losing It on the record and from the Toronto show. And he never responded. But now I think it's worth another shot because I think I emailed him right when he must have been rehearsing for the for playing Losing It live. And obviously the band wanted that to be a surprise. So I don't I think he was probably like, well, I'm not gonna go on this guy's show where he's gonna ask me about losing it and if we're gonna play it in and blow up the band's spot. So maybe now that the cat's out of the bag, maybe he'll wanna come do it. Maybe not. I don't know. Uh, or maybe he's just not getting my messages. It's hard to tell. Somebody else that I'm really hoping will come on is somebody by the name of Jimmy Hoskinson. Jim is Jim from the Colbert Report. So Stephen would always be doing his thing and then he'd say, play the clip, Jim. Jim was his producer. During the Rush episode, he mentioned how Jim was a big fan Huge Rush fan, always wanted to have him on, finally got him on. And throughout the show, before Rush even came out, Jim would insert like little Rush clips interrupting Steven. Now, that might have been just just been a gag. You know, hey, let's pretend our producer is a huge fan. Or he could be a huge fan. And I think to have him on the show and ask him how he got the band on and what it was like having them there and was there a sound check. And I want to just know what that day was like. That would be great. He's currently directing uh, John Oliver's late night show on HBO. So I'm trying to get a hold of HBO to get him on. And if we can land that, I'd be super pumped. So look for that. I'm hoping that'll happen. And in the meantime, I've got a bunch of like this kind of most neglected album thing that I want to throw at you guys to get your input. Uh, you're always welcome. Any You guys are sending me emails every day, and I love it. That's why we're doing this show, is so we can communicate, okay? Uh, keep the emails coming. Keep the audio files coming. By the way, you can send those audio files just to my email, which is rushcast2112 at gmail.com. All right, I hope to hear keep hearing from you, and thank you very much for being here. Thank you for listening. Keep listening. Keep emailing. Uh, and rock on. Brought to you no, by. I say it. Brought to you by Knickerbocker.